Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Drunk Women Solving Anxiety. Oh, I'm not yeah. yes, please. But it's a good eight letter word, I have to say. <laughs> I only know buzzwords, guys. I know buzzwords. <laughs> words have origins in history. The study of words is etymology. Stupid up, Mark. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. We're really excited that we have this guest with us today. Please welcome lexicographer and etymologist Susie Dent. Brilliantly. Thank no, you. I couldn't easy. sleep last night because I was so afraid I'd say entomologist <laughs> yes, and then we'd have fine. to talk bugs and it just gets all messy. How are you today, Susie? I am very well, thank you. I am um, I'm not joining in the alcohol. I don't know if you've all got alcohol there, but I'm, I'm drinking a non-alcoholic gin and tonic, which I have to say is a little bit disappointing. But oh. I will do my best to sound and look drunk <laughs> if it's a prerequisite. Well, they always say in acting that you should try to act as sober as possible and then you will actually come across drunk. So okay. I don't know if this is true that. or just a rumor, oh, but yeah. it looks yeah. like you're going to do better than all of us because I think we are. <laughs> I love that big. as a tagline, though, for non-alcoholic um, gin. A little bit disappointing because it is. It doesn't even matter if it tastes incredible. You know what? It's I, always there there be. is one or two that are actually good. Um, but we don't okay. have time to get into it now. But I'll, I'll email you guys. No, and they oh, haven't paid us. So I'd rather ask the question, Susie, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Um, yes, I have. I don't mm. know how exciting it is, but I lived um, in the 90s. I lived in Soho. So I just got back from America where I had studied and um, 
got into this fantastic Westminster Council fair rented flat, which was Whoa. just, it is a lovely, lovely flat. It's above a news agent's. It's, um, I don't know if I can give the exact location, but it's very near Brewer Street, etc. cetera. Uh, and oh, my old wow. flatmate still lives there. Um, and oh, wow. I mean, was... for non-Londoners, Soho is a yeah. neighborhood where you just, it's like nobody lives there. Who lives in Soho? That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. So this, is a, this is already exciting. I think. Yes. And Brewer <laughs> yeah. Street has got, um, uh, well, did have, I don't think it's quite the same now, but it's just got this sort of fantastic fresh fruit market. And it is as London mm. as, as you can possibly get. Um, mm. And... Um, uh, and I, I loved it, absolutely loved it, even though I then got a job in Oxford and started to commute to Oxford. But I still, oh, man, the irony. I know. Stuck to Soho. <laughs> anyway, um, Soho being Soho, again, for non-Londoners, it had particularly then a certain reputation mm. for um, sex shops and, you know, being fairly down at heel or a little bit sordid, maybe not down at heel, but sordid. Yeah, and I remember. Yeah. yeah so we were, <laughs> we were right at the top of this building. So below us um, was this wonderful tailor called um Andrew, who I think still works there, and then there was a news agent, and um, you, there was a, quite a long, steep staircase going up. And uh, came home one day, and um, the door had been kind of just literally broken down. But this was oh, it wow. seemed to me a near impossibility because um, it was an incredibly heavy door, and uh, you would have to get a lot of power behind it, and you, there was no run up <laughs> apart from very steep stairs. But nonetheless. <laughs> They got in and um, didn't take... I mean, we didn't really have anything valuable there at all. Uh, mm. But the one creepy thing that did happen is I was out for dinner somewhere. My phone went and then I picked up and someone hung up. And it turns out that it was actually the burglars calling from the flat oh. to look for my phone. <gasps> and somehow they'd found my phone number lying around. So that was oh just a bit gosh. weird. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But wow. honestly, it was... It, for some reason... I, I was burgled again later in life um, once I had <laughs> kids, and that freaked me out a lot more. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't feel that there was something about Soho that just made me feel incredibly safe. Um, yeah. And because of its reputation, my mum used to really worry, you know, that I was <sighs> living there. But honestly, it was just the best, loveliest place to yeah. live. Mm. A place is kind of like awake all the time. You kind of do feel yeah. more safe. It's like, well, somebody's mm -hmm. here. It's like, yeah. there's something really nice, something very comforting about a place that's open all hours. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. really true. And wow, you could just, you know, sit by the windows and look down and people yeah. watch for hours and hours Amazing. And hours. That makes um, me even more intrigued how they bash down a very heavy door that's at yeah, the top no of really steep stairs with like... Mm. I know. And oh. you know what? Even the tailors didn't hear anything. I mean, it was really wow. odd, but the, it had been well and truly hammered down. So it was it was very odd and we never got to the bottom of it. Um, oh, really? They never, they never found who did it? Never found who did it. And I kind of wished that I had somehow got into a conversation with whoever it was that called me. Um, I mean, now there's no way that a mobile phone would be remotely interesting because no one could get into it. But in those days, I guess mm. it was, you know. Well, um, they, they'd still resell it. Oh, there were no fingerprints true. on the phone that they must have touched or anything. They, I guess they wiped um, it all Do you know down. what? I don't even think the police came around. It was oh. so, you know, I don't I don't think it kind of really featured on their radar. Um, uh, okay. Didn't you have to, but, like, back in the day, didn't you have to, like, lock a phone by, like, holding down the hash key and the asterisk oh, at the same time? True. <laughs> that's true. I think it was that's a little Nokia. I forgot yeah. and I knew that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the length of the security, though, like what you were that's saying about That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, I think it easily have gotten. Oh, wow. um, so that's it. Not wildly exciting, but it takes me back to Soho, which was just, you know, as I say, the, the Oh, very I was best there. Place. I think, I think, well, I find all of our listener crimes interesting. And we've had a lot of people go, oh, I don't know this is if this is really interesting. We're like, we're in. We're so interested. <laughs> like, just because everybody's had an experience. Sorry, Katie, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Female workplace. It's just <laughs> like, what's, it, what's interesting to me about this is like, it was so such a happy time for you to be living in Soho that even being mm -hmm. burgled is a happy memory. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, it's strange. That's I quite amazing. Quite know, I mean, Tim, my flatmate, is quite kind of big. He's big and brawny, so maybe I just kind of felt safe with him. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't. I genuinely don't know why it didn't freak me out more. I was just, you know, I was young. I was kind of carefree. I was... 
you know, just that for phase life. of life really does protect yeah. you from a lot of really existential angst. Like I look back and I'm like, oh shit, that happened to me and I was all right. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's good to remember those things. It's just yeah. I hate the way that all that anxiety creeps in. Mm. Oh, it's so true. That's a whole other podcast that I would happily host, though, because wow. <laughs> Drunk women solving anxiety. Oh, I'm not yeah. yes, please. God, if we could solve <laughs> it, we'd be billionaires, guys. Could you imagine? It, in one episode, we'll solve it. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's By getting more and more drunk, probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a temporary solution, now. but it, we've, it's, it's, we've yeah, definitely established that that is not the solution. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> um, Susie, it's funny that you say that you always wished you could have spoken with whoever rang you because we always round out this question by asking if you had the the perpetrator or perpetrators here and you can speak to them with impunity what would you say or what would you ask how did you get in would be the first one yes mystery um yes i don't know i think with that one I don't really have any burning questions apart from that, to be honest. But for the the burglars who came uh, to the house, as I say, where I had young kids, I think mm-hmm. I would just say, you know, did it not even occur to you how this mm-hmm. is going to terrorise children yeah. for ages? And it really did, you know, just, just yeah. knowing that there was someone else there. So I think I'd have much more of a soul-searching chat with that person yeah, uh, or those people than, than the Soho people. Um, I mean, we regularly got, you know, there were three doorbells, still are, uh, for, for the flat not just for the flat, but for the building. And mm. um, we regular, we used to get, you know, buzzed at all times of night with people asking if we offered particular services. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so okay. I kind of set in that context, I suppose, even though, as I have to say, I felt incredibly safe. It was just, mm. it was Soho. It was the 90s. It was, you Right. Know. It was like the standards yeah. were like, well, sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. Interesting as yeah. well, like... Do you know how long it was from when you got the phone call? Did you just think, oh, okay, it was just a prank call or whatever? Yeah. Because, like, if the door had been open, like, in terms of saying it felt quite oh, you've safe. you've got a like, time frame, yeah. Yeah, your front door was obviously open for a bit of time by the time you got home. So it's kind yeah. of, it's actually quite nice that you didn't get, like, burgled twice, I guess. I guess that's true, except it was kind of round a corner. So you'd go up the stairs and then you'd have to go up again uh, and then right. just turn it so nobody could you'd see. You'd have to know it was there the second burglary mm. were you home when that happened you were asleep no. upstairs you were no, so you were out both goodness. times yes yeah both times it could have been a lot lot worse i have to say but you know everything that everybody says about about being burgled and knowing that your stuff has been rifled yeah. through and all that mm-hmm. is, is all very, very true. You just don't know what someone has touched. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's... it's horrible. It's a real violation. Yeah, from kids' toys to, you know, Ugh. everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that one affected me a lot more. But, I, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I like to remember the Soho one better. Yeah, the, the Soho one. <laughs> the Soho one. Yes. Um, but I've been reading some of your listeners' stories on Facebook and things, and they're incredible. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's just one about someone coming in and, and playing with all of their four-year-old's toys did you ever do that one and then it, so they put all the toys away and uh the four-year-old was having a nap and when they came back came back in all the toys were all over the floor again and there were uh, marker pens on the top and the four-year-old I don't think we've asleep. done that one <laughs> no we haven't done that one oh. i mean i have a listener crime for the end of this episode but we could switch over to that one if we, <laughs> if we feel like yeah it. that that's creepy and amazing wow yeah yeah Susie thank you so much for sharing both of those but here's to the 90s you yes now it's time for drunk women solving crime we shall now turn our attention to a real true crime case I've got all the details of it and we're gonna just try to unravel it the best we can so our case starts with a woman called Bonnie Nettles, who was born and raised in Houston, Texas. She was raised Baptist, although as an adult, she moved away from the religion. Bonnie became a registered nurse and got married in 1949 and had four children. Do I need to take notes? No. No, okay. (laughs) You can, but it's absolutely a personal it's, it's optional that was a lot of information though. very yeah, optional okay i remember it i was know i'm throwing this was bobby skittles wasn't it bobby and skittles he, uh, four kids she's a nurse it's 1949 <laughs> there you Love go them. bonnie Excellent. nettles in 1972 so she's married for a long time in 1972 her marriage starts to fall apart because of something that bonnie begins doing so your first question is 
What was she doing that caused the breakdown of her marriage? Voting. Voting. <laughs> um, remind me how many kids she had? Four, Four children. Four children. By this time, three of them are still at home and one of them is about 20. <clears throat> and she um, starts doing something. Mm-hmm. What, is it sleeping like something... with other men? No. Probably not. Very logical answer. It's a really outside the box answer. So this is just to let oh, your okay, imagination okay. go wild. Okay. What was Bonnie doing? Outside the box, you say? Yeah. Depending on your box. Everybody's got a different box, Katie. Very different boxes. Does she like go on tour with a band? No, but I love your creativity. <laughs> I Not do. Her toenails for two years. <gasps> oh, that's nice. Ooh, that yeah. might have also been going on. I can neither confirm nor deny, <laughs> Susie. Okay. My boyfriend it's... calls them my talons when I haven't like horrible. Pandemic talons were very much a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really didn't. Toenails just didn't matter at all. <laughs> anyway yeah, something whenever toenails comes up on countdown i just do this kind of inner shudder there's something about toenails, it's just like, um but it's a good eight letter word i have to say <laughs> elation elation is in there if you've got a singular toenail that's much nicer Ooh, um, much nicer <laughs> my husband is elated when i groom my toenails see put it all together did you say she was born in 49 she got married in 49 married in 49 so we're talking yeah. like some years i don't want to do maths like in front of people that are very clever <laughs> no, it's sorry guys it's i'm talking about season. just um, vibe it just vibe it hannah <laughs> i can't even vibe it i say like what they've been married for a while a while and um, a good 20 odd years <laughs> okay yeah. a good 20 odd years mm-hmm. and so yeah. like i'm 23 just... years 23 years so but maybe what is she in her 50s by now i'm just trying to think is it education did she go and kind of get an education oh, did she, she starts doing night school yeah. Yeah. okay in maths to work out how okay. you can possibly <laughs> how long have I been subtract married? it's 19... impossible to know until <laughs> I, need, I got I need, a night I school need to know. <laughs> well you're thinking along the right lines because she certainly had a change of career at this point bonnie had started studying astrology and the occult oh and she began the wrong star sign perhaps Mm. she began what is the wrong star sign is there there just one do you remember when everyone announced that oh everyone's got the wrong star sign because like oh that's right virgo's only two days long or whatever no one was and then everyone was like oh that sucks and they just pretended it didn't happen no we can't come on (laughs) we can stick with our original star signs because it's too hard the truth is people think that they're incompatible don't they certain star signs are are thought to be incompatible oh yeah Um, I think I'm incompatible with anyone that sort of like thinks I would possibly be incompatible because of my star sign. <laughs> someone asked me what my kids' star signs were the other day, and I honestly had never ever considered it, not even once. Mm-hmm. Um, which was weird because I used to read my Scorpio horoscope all the time when I was a teenager. So yeah, yeah, things yeah. have changed. Got in the and see, I people. had my daughter's first tattoo put on her when she was born. It just says Gemini across her forehead. Because you, you have to warn people when that's the sign. So she had been studying astrology and the occult, and she began conducting seances in their oh. house, which really started to freak out her pretty run-of-the-mill conservative husband. Wow. She also visited a fortune teller who said that she was soon to meet a mysterious man who was tall with light hair and a fair complexion. I love when they visit fortune tellers. It always leads to great things, it's Katie. It's always like, it? what's going to happen? Good people making great choices. Uh, <laughs> what happens next in Bonnie's life? Some blonde dude turns up. You know what? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I love it. Oh. <laughs> you naysayers, put your faith into fortune tellers because... A man with light hair and fair complexion. America has so few of those. <laughs> are we in and Texas, yet, did you say? Houston, we are yeah. in Texas. Yeah, we are okay. in Texas. All right, yeah, there's not very many blonde people in Texas. No. So what, he just happens to turn up because he's delivering the shopping or something? Yeah. Well, what's, what's interesting is 
That seems to be a disputed bit of information. Some sources said that he was an inpatient in a psych unit and she was the nurse Uh-oh. and worked with him professionally. And then there's much more like innocent thing because he was a he was a drama teacher and music teacher. And apparently she just ran into him one day. So not uh, sure what the truth mm. is. But the man was called Marshall Applewhite. Uh, Bonnie does an astrological reading on Marshall, as you do. What do you think happens as a result of this reading? Where? Do, what does this lead to? It, they're super compatible. Yeah, okay. they're meant for each other. Th- this is very teenager. Like um, <laughs> Susie was saying about reading the horoscopes when you were a teenager, which I also was very much more interested in then. And it's like, you know, when you do your name and you do somebody's <laughs> name and you do yes. like the little sum that you do and it would get the percentage of how compatible you were. It just feels like she's <laughs> she's just like a born again 14 year old. Do you know what? I, oh my God. I've still got some of those in a tin at home, like ones that we did when I was a teenager. With yeah. like, and it was so funny. There was like me and one guy and it was like 98% and my friend had written it like, oh my God. Like, it was just so funny. Just the, she was like, I, I can't this. believe it. So oh. well, I don't think I never did this. So what sums were you doing then? So this I was can't. names one name above the yeah, other. Yeah, and like I well, there was like a number numer- numerical value to uh, the letters. To each letter. Oh, I see. And then yeah. it, but then you, I can't actually remember how you did it. Don't get then, this wrong, Katie, because you could lead any number of our <laughs> listeners astray with the wrong maths. Yes, <laughs> you're right. This is a crucial, very highly important stuff. It's like NASA now. I do um, like that, like as an idea for like a sketch of a bunch of kind of married women who finally do it with their husbands <laughs> and realise that. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, this explains explains everything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, so she finds out that they're really compatible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys just hit the nail on the head. Who saw that coming after a fortune teller (laughs) foretold this? Um, Yeah, they experience a deep spiritual connection and they run off together. Bonnie leaves all of her kids with her husband, fucks off with Marshall. I just want to go out there and say, Bonnie had some needs that were not being met. (laughs) Clearly, well, hold, hold that okay. thought because oh. this is okay. Bonnie has some trauma that should have been addressed a long time ago. <laughs> we always side with the women in these cases, uh, <laughs> no, just in case you weren't sure. <laughs> you'll, you'll probably stick with her a little bit, but um, here, well, here comes the big r- reveal. If you've never heard either of these names. A couple years later, Bonnie and Marshall start a new, quote-unquote, religious movement. Okay. Any idea what religious movement we might be talking about? So what year, what uh, decade are we talking about now? 70s still. Yeah, we're still, oh, so 74. Or... Okay. No. Scientology, is it? Scientology, yeah. That's a really good guess as well. And you're um, not far off. Um... I'm always afraid to talk about Scientologists because I truly believe that they just like scan for any reference to them and then they'll just oh, come and get bleep me. that out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, funny though because people could work out who we were talking about um, if you bleeped w- what we w- both said. W- Wiccans, like oh. the white witches and Wiccans, that's a okay. thing, isn't it? The occult, but they like do good spells to like, mm. you know, they're in touch with nature. I don't know. I'm I'm basing this on watching True Blood. (laughs) No, totally. These are all very plausible guesses. They actually started one of the most notorious cults of the 20th century, Uh Heaven's Gate. Oh. Have we heard of Heaven's Gate? Is this the one with the Kool-Aid or the trainers? I only know buzzwords, guys. I know buzzwords. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. It is one of those, but I don't know if I want to spoil yeah. it yeah, by okay. saying which one. But, not the Waco um, one. It's not the Waco one, not is it? Not Waco. No. No, those are Branch Davidians. Okay, okay. okay. Adorable. Yeah. Know, know your cult. That's impressive. Know, know your, your death cult. cult. I've and heard look, of um, Heaven's Gate, but I did think yeah. it was on the central line, so I might just be thinking of something completely I, I different. I thought it was a song. <laughs> yes. Not knocking on Heaven's Gate. Yeah. (laughs) Look, this might seem like a loaded question, but I would ask this during any episode with any guest. Has anyone ever had to look into the etymology of the word cults? I'm just... Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, so my guess is that this was... There's there's two possibilities. Either that it was from Latin, which most things are, um, and so it came to us via French, or that it was German, but I think this is going to be Latin. So let me look. Cult, noun, 
Place yes. your bets, so, Latin or French or German? I think Latin and French go together because okay. it was um, Latin cultus, which was worship or an act of worship. Ah. Um, and that goes back to an ancient root meaning to be or become. So that's a very kind of sacred family. Um, okay. And then it, it went via French and probably because of the Normans, it came over to us as oh, well. Man. So there you go. That's hey. awesome. Thank uh, well, you. Thank, thank the dictionary. I'm such a nerd. Uh, oh, Susie Dent, ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those words that we just throw around so much and we use it in jest, and it's like we're all fascinated by cults, but I just, yeah, uh, yeah where does it come from? So Latin and French roots. Yeah, so Latin ultimately, okay. and then went and, via French and then and then came into English. And oh, it was righty. devout. It was a devout act of proper worship. Yes, we, it was, yeah. We throw exactly. it around in a much more meaningless way now, don't we? We use it as an exaggeration of... But, yes. but actually, yeah, okay. The one, um, yeah, the one thing I could find is that the sort of the more modern meaning of it, as devoted attention to a particular particular person or thing, wasn't used till eighteen twenty nine. So it had been used in a more yeah reverent way way before then, I guess. Oh, like yeah, also, because, sorry, yes. no, no, you go, you go. Fair workplace. <laughs> just giving it new harmony, you know, just trying stuff out. I'm just looking at the the journey of it. Sorry to use that Mm. word journey. But yes, it says for the Romans, cultus had a wide range of senses. Cultivation, tilling, educational, personal care, style of dress, stylistic elegance. And we're back to toenails. State of being refined, (laughs) devotion, loyalty and respect. And from there, it came to mean an act of worship. So either worshipping oneself or um, then worshipping a divine being. That's interesting. um, uh, intense admiration for a particular person and then by 1898 you have the cult of personality a collective obsession with or uncritical admiration for a particular figure oh. did you say 1889 that phrase was used yeah um 1898 that's amazing. personality was such an old phrase yeah yeah Oh, that's wow. why I love the dictionary, honestly. Look That's anything amazing. up and you will just think, wow, you know, celeb was around in, in sort of yeah. 1910 or whatever and cool was around in the 19th century and uh, all of this stuff. Oh, wow. It's I love it. I love this stuff so much. Oh. I had to write a rap about etymology when I was in the eighth grade and oh. I bet my friend who I did it with remembers all the words. It was so nerdy. We, we got it. And I just, I only remember the very beginning words have origins in history, the study of words is etymology. And then we told the story of like how Mayo was invented, <laughs> like the chef of Mayo, he was Royal and he started to experiment with eggs and oil. And I don't even think that's <laughs> etymology. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, why, I Why digress. don't you have your own kids TV show? <laughs> um, I agree. I want to learn about Mayo in rap form. I love yeah. that. Now, kids, we're talking about cults. And <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Totally different topic, but it's because they had run out of dairy products. And so he tried to make an emulsion out of oh. oil and eggs. And that's when mayo was that's born. That's what it came about. Wow. Anyway. The necessity is the mother of invention. Let's get back to these cult that. leaders. And it comes from Port Mahon, I think, is the idea capital of Menorca. And it was Mahonaise, I think. <gasps> that's one of the theories, anyway. And oh. then Mahonaise became mayonnaise or mayonnaise oh anyway. my god oh, yeah oh my gosh and i didn't learn to like mayonnaise till i was much older i'm just throwing that in for no reason okay <laughs> um marshall and bonnie changed their names to do and tea as in do re mi fa so la tea huh do a cult a female <laughs> cult and they tried to entice their first members in 1974 in Oregon, if you're going to start a cult, begin with the hipsters. They hire out a town hall and almost a hundred people come to hear them preach about this new religious movement. Question, what were they promised if they joined this movement? What was, what was the draw of become a member of Heaven's Gate, which was not called Heaven's Gate yet, but that's another thing. What Um, were they promised, you mean? Or yeah, what was the promise of the religion? Um, free star sign readings. <laughs> <laughs> well, that they were promised free immediate uh, transport to heaven on death. Ooh, oh, yeah, that yeah. that's even better. Yeah, yeah, we're we're right on the 
I think it's always interesting, yeah, isn't it, with, right on the right with cults there. and things like this and things that want people to sign up to them. I suppose it's about like asking what people wanted at, at that time, like in, well, yeah. this is the early 80s by then? No, it's the 74 we're still. still yeah, we're, we're still, still in 74. Yeah, okay. almost, mid, almost mid-70s. They yeah. wanted equal rights for a lot of people that were not represented by the media, but I'm not sure that that was on the list of the cult offerings. <laughs> this is a very culty time. It's interesting because just politically in the U.S., Think of everything that's happened in the late 60s, like the war is over, so many people are disillusioned, there's an economic crisis, like things are just such a mess. So, so many people got drawn into this and that, and this oh, sounds really? better than what we're dealing with. And yeah, I want to be enlightened, I want to be lifted oh, into a different realm. Because you can't trust the mainstream media, so let's all go and worship Zog or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, were they. Were they promised eternal life? They were, essentially. Hannah, George, any other advance on this? And then I'll just... Um, yeah, I was kind of like... <laughs> I was just like, I know what I think, but I can't think of what was happening in the 70s. That'd be, I mean, could it be monetary? I don't know. Or are they just uh, thinking uh, that they might sort of come out of like it in a kind of... Yeah, a little bit more financially stable. I'm not sure that's really what religion does, but... Well, well, I guess some... there's been a big capitalism. So there's all these people going, hey, if I work hard, I might get stuff. But then what about their spiritual needs? Katie Wilkins, are you saying that neoliberalism is itself a cult? <laughs> anyway. Hey, maybe I am. Heaven's Gate was basically oh, Christianity. Space? No. Ah, did you say what? Space exploration. Space <gasps> exploration. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, is that it? You got it. Drunk women solving crime. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Heaven's oh, wow. Gate, Susie the whole doctrine. <laughs> I said the they weren't whole... going to heaven. They were going to space. To Mars. The heavens space, of space. Space was heaven. So it's uh -huh. basically Christianity... Christianity crossed with Star Trek. Okay. That's Heaven's oh, Gate. Oh, I can see the appeal of that. Yes. So the core of the belief system was that the body is just a vessel. They called it a vehicle. God is an alien with an awesome spaceship. And soon the world's going to be ending and only the members of Heaven, Heaven's Gate will have their souls taken up to live in God's spaceship as a higher consciousness. Mm. Oh. I'm so out. Not, okay. Not in human form then? As a UFO? Not in, not in human form. No, as aliens in a UFO. Sort as of. aliens Alien. in a UFO. And they taught everyone that when they were lifted up, that their body, their human body would just dissipate ah. if they were the chosen ones. It is, again, like, interesting about what was going on at the time is that they, you know, only five years before it's like had gone to the moon, right? So, like, this whole yeah. idea That's of space true. travel yeah. it kind of feels a little bit more palpable, like, a little bit more yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this any could minute be now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, I get it. But, hmm. They That's... genuinely took, because they both had Christian backgrounds. She was a Baptist. I think he might have been a Baptist. No, he was, sorry, he was a Protestant. Presbyterian? Starts with a P. <laughs> anyway, and so they sort of like drew from this Christian theology, but they both were genuinely Star Trek fans. Like that, so much of it wow. came from like this obsession with sci-fi and they just kind of put this together. So they preached to almost a hundred people in this hall. How many of the attendees do you think joined them, left their families and just took off to be a part of this group. Well, the thing is, if you've already agreed to say yes to listen to some nut jobs in a hall, 
your life is not on its perfect track. Mm. So I think yeah. you're more likely to say yes. I agree. Than, than somebody you're just like door stopping in a shopping mall or whatever. So and then like, you get this kind of mass hysteria, don't you? Because there yeah. were throughout history there've been lots of kind of mass hysterical events where people would just be manically dancing and and just it it became kind of infectious yeah like the crowd pulls you along and stuff yeah so high percentage Mm. i'd think okay because it's like that thing of like um, they've done those experiments where they've got everybody in a room and you know the fire alarm goes off but they've got actors that don't react to the fire alarm and if enough people don't react everyone doesn't want to be the first one to go we should leave yeah so like everybody stays in the room um but like if you don't do that then someone will be like hey but no one wants to be and like also the bigger the group no one wants to be the ones if there's like five people someone will go hey we should leave but if there's 100 people no one wants to be the one that tells 100 people we should leave yeah Mm. there's also that thing where um people a a long row of people are asked what what's two two plus two Mm. and the first 10 people have been told to say five (gasps) and everyone's kind of looking at each other and then the 11th person also says five and so it goes on down the line because no one wants to be it's really scary because they didn't want to make the first 10 people feel like dicks well no because they honestly thought they they questioned their own kind of yeah it's that sort of mass yeah also like it's terrifying isn't it it's It's really terrifying that i've only just found out it's not five that's me Hannah was right all along. <laughs> I would have been like, oh my God. I knew it, guys. I fucking knew it. But also, like, um, I, I think with, um, with fire alarms, I think they almost shouldn't test them because that's the reason people ignore them. Because they test them too much. It's, it's like, crying like, wolf. Yeah, well, yeah, a little bit. I think the less, I mean, maybe I shouldn't advocate for not testing fire alarms, but like, because like, I think it, I was working in an office that was like, every... you were an idiot first. <laughs> <laughs> It was like every Monday or something. And I just think that's yeah. too many times. Like once a week's too many. Mm. Do you know what? I, I don't stand by any of what I just said. That's I would love an alarm that actually cries wolf. That would be great. <laughs> wolf. <laughs> so don't what's, we, the, don't what's we, the answer? Do we have 20. to come up with an answer? Oh, 20. No, it's all right. 20 oh. people. Oh, so it depends. 20%. Okay. Is that a good percentage? It's considered pretty high just because... They drew people in as sort of a general, yeah. And these are people who left their families. Like there were a few mums that just left, like Bonnie did, just left their kids and went and, ooh, I'm going to become a part of this. They set up shop in Colorado and they're promised that this spaceship will come and, and take them and their bodies will dissipate. They'll soon be, you know, existing in higher consciousness. And they wait and they wait and no spaceship comes. So people start dropping off and which we'll get to what some of their practices were because unlike a lot of cults, it's kind of refreshing. Like there was one super creepy thing going on that we'll get to, but compared to a lot of other cults, it's like, Oh, they were really just, they were kind of nerds. And they just sat around and talked about all this, but people got bored. So they started to leave. They're like, this isn't happening. And then something happens in 1985, which really shakes the beliefs of the few remaining members so what what would just make them go well this can't this can't be is it the film et no that's 1982 (laughs) (laughs) wait but as in it shakes them to be less devout or more devout it makes them go less okay so something what you taught us cannot be true because this has (sighs) happened oh back to the future (laughs) i love that you're it's a movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> did one of them did one of them die? One of the one of the leads. Reagan's in charge. Thatcher's in charge. They're killing all the mine they're killing the mines in Wales. I'm sure they don't care about that in Colorado. What was happening in the world? <laughs> Susie, any any other thoughts? Just because I don't want to deny you the chance. No. Um I love did... when Katie gets obsessed by a year. I'm just staring was... at the ceiling and there's no inspiration up there. Was um, there... Sorry, I'm talking over. No, I have no idea. Was Hannah did... was right. One of the leaders dies. Oh, oh okay. Very good. And so we get transported. Exactly. Her body doesn't dissipate and they're oh, all like together no. in this house. Busted. Bonnie dies of cancer and they're all standing there over her body like... When's it going to happen? Any minute now. And they're like, it's just a body. Oh, no. Have, 
have we been duped for this long? Shame on us. Oh, gosh. Heaven's Gate dies out at that point until Mm-mm. Marshall revives it in the 1990s. We're back to the 90s. How was he able to revive it and recruit new members? Special effects. Special effects. Okay. He's like, look, her body did. It's a green screen, but look, it just she evaporated to space. I mean, that's I Jurassic know, Park came out. Ooh, that would have been cool. It would. Oh, I thought I was. Maybe that was true then. Um, maybe okay. that's what's going on now with the billionaires. Mm. Yeah, 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 they're all getting God, the billionaires are such fucking dicks. <laughs> you heard it here first. Two plus two is five. I mean, <laughs> no, actually, that that implies that I don't agree with the fact that billionaires are dicks. <laughs> I was thinking, does he find a new co-founder? Because ooh, that's a good that's a good guess. But no, it turns out Marshall is very comfortable being an extreme narcissist and heading this up by himself. Okay. I stumbled on this by the way because i suddenly went how many female cult leaders have there been and there's very few and most of the cults that were started by women are like really stabby and creepy and gross and this one was kind of a kind of adorable until it gets not at all well, but, until you know. she dies and then it's until a she again. dies but you know and then you know anyway um no, it has to do with the time period and just a tool that he had that he, they didn't have in the 70s did he try and steal Susie's phone? Is that what it is? is it like... <laughs> um, did he become a TV preacher? Oh, yeah. Cable TV access. Oh, well, it was about broadcasting and reaching the masses. Is it the internet? The internet. Okay. Existed. Internet. And so they were able that. to brand themselves in a way that they never could just with flyers and just with local groups. So suddenly they had this website up and they could control their message. So they recruited members from all over the country. He takes them all to California this time in a big mansion and they're all living there. Now it starts to get a little bit darker, a little bit creepier. Marshall advocated for something unusual when it came to sexuality, what do you think that was? No sex. Okay. Oh. Um, uh, although he'd actually, he'd probably want to keep the cult going, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Like, you're not allowed to date outside the cult. Like, in, I'm sure there's a movie, Katie, to go to one of your movies about that you're not allowed to... Oh, my God, no, it's Pitch Perfect, where you're not allowed to go out with one of the other acapella oh, boys. Oh, yeah, one of the acapella groups. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like you're not allowed to have a relationship because it distracts you from acapella. Mm. Um, so, is it... Okay. Yeah, well, that's no sex, isn't it? That's that's what Susie said, so... In the interest of moving us along, it is, in fact, no sex. Ah, okay. He preached... No, yeah, he mm. preached abstinence, and apparently he and Bonnie never did it. Which, wow. I, which I think is astounding. Yeah, apparently. I mean, whether that's true or not, or they just used it, that's what they preached. But he referred to her as his sexless partner, which... Mm. Oh, wow, we don't all... have to introduce <laughs> someone like that, does he? You can just say my partner at a party. Maybe that's why she left. Maybe that was what she wanted. <laughs> Maybe. Not enough. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, so darkly, these these followers were so devoted to him that a few of them underwent castration procedures. (gasps) Oh, shit. To really commit to this value. Now, in 1995, a comet is discovered called Hail Bop, which is also a smash hit song by Hanson. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid dumb bop. (laughs) Heaven's Gate took this as a sign that God was flying his spaceship closer to Earth, hiding out of sight behind the comet. And Marshall declared that all they needed to do was something in order to be finally rid of their human bodies, get rid of the vehicles and ascend into greater consciousness. The spaceship is coming. What does he tell his 38 followers that they need to do? Ooh, is it the worst? Is Is it to kill themselves then? Is this the Kool-Aid bit? Hmm. Hannah George, any advance? Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's got to be that. I'm sort of quite relieved that there was only 38 people then at the end, because I was thinking that if he's got the internet and stuff, like, you'd think there might be more. But but yeah, I'm I'm assuming Mm. that's the only way you kind of... I think I remember, was it called Haley's Comet? Hail Bop. 
Hayden's comment was another one. I think <laughs> that, that was like a different thing. They all have to listen to Umbop as they're ascending. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a mass suicide, and this is oh. why they became. This is why there was such a media frenzy because when right. people found out that these people were worshipping in this way, and this was what happened, result, it was yeah. yeah, it was crazy. So in March 1997, as the comet reached its closest proximity to Earth, Marshall and 38 of his followers committed mass suicide, <sighs> and they lay down in the hopes that they would soon pass through Heaven's Gate into higher. So existence. they all did it on purpose. This isn't the Kool Aid one, is it? They all did it on purpose. Are yeah. you thinking of Jonestown? Yeah, must be. Yeah, yeah, Jonestown massacre. Yeah, because yeah. that's when they they didn't know. Yeah, these the the range of ages for the thirty eight people pretty even split gender wise, which is great because you want you want nice representation. And they were all between eighteen and seventy two years old. Not that that makes it at all okay, but there were no children. Cross section of the population. Mm. Mm. Katie, you alluded to this before. They all wore matching outfits. What do you think they Was were it wearing? Trainers? Were they wearing trainers? They all had matching Nike trainers. Oh, oh wow! Black and Back white trainers. Nike. They wore black t-shirts, sweatpants. It's very nineties. It's so dark when you sit and deconstruct it. And you're like, oh, yeah. how sad that these people got drawn in as it always is, and sort of, yeah, really, really bought into this. But it was so, like, it was never too soon because it was so outlandish. And then you have this visual of all these Nike shoes. Like, mm. SNL, I think, did a sketch about it, like, a few weeks later. Like, really? Oh, wow. Oh, it just became... Still, Heaven's Gate is like a joke. Like, you'll see it sprinkled into films, like, all right, Heaven's Gate. Like, it was just such an extreme right. event. Hmm. And there was all the wow. speculation, why Nike? You know, is it, the, is it the slogan, just do it? And that's what they were all about. But when they dug into it, it was just that they got a really good group discount. It was oh, just no. random, oh, and they just wow. wanted to victory. It's capitalism again. <laughs> it's just capitalism again. They also wore armbands, which said "Heaven's Gate Away Team," which is apparently a nod to Star Trek. But I don't watch Star Trek. Hannah, aren't you a Trekkie? No. Um, no. <laughs> For the podcast listeners, I did the hand thing. The and hand. the fact I called the it the Vulcan hand thing. The Vulcan hand thing. Not a Trekkie. The Vulcan hand thing. Yeah, you dabble. No, Star you Trek. dabble in the Trek. I'll have yeah, to ask my husband, because he's big, big into the Trek, why that's a nod. And they they had a sense of humor about what they were doing. Like, they always walked around with a fiver in their pocket, and apparently that was the fee for seceding from the government or something and then they had changed to make phone calls like they did all these sort of rides well, so they were humor. winking they were at their own suicides they were kind of winking at their own suicides it's, it's pretty fascinating i know why were they even discovered because they're out in this remote mansion why did anyone find out about them well their families might have been pissed off that they've gone missing families hmm. were indeed pissed off but they didn't know where they were did one person decide I can't do this and, and oh, escape. Blow the whole thing, yeah. Very reasonable guess. Oh, my God, did Marshall not go through with it? Oh, that's a really good guess, but no, he does. And, in fact, he was the third to last to die, so he didn't even wait till the end. Right. I don't well, know what that says I would be suspicious him. of somebody that was like, I'll go last, I'll just go last. <laughs> so there In- wasn't someone who, who called for help then? No one called for help, no. but... Marshall was it the internet just out of interest did he post something online well this is it mm. he wanted everyone to know about this so although it, it was kind of this mixed message of like we're hush hush and we're safe and nobody knows about us but I'm just gonna record this uh, speech and I'm gonna write down the doctrine oh so I've got friends like that who just like constantly on the Instagram stories so if you ever go out with them you have to like brush your hair because they will be a picture of you on the internet it's so annoying some people I avoid seeing because I'm just like I just don't feel camera ready today no. like, so you know. I never feel camera ready <laughs> you know what this was like hannah it's good <laughs> yeah i'm not putting on mascara Goodbye. they wanted everyone to know what they were doing and it's it's hard to say was that a way of recruiting more people in or was it just marshall's like i want everyone to know that i was amazing and i was jesus reincarnated so they sent out videotapes to people um so there was an anonymous tip to 911. We we since have learned who this person was and they've done interviews and stuff, but the 911 exchanges caller, yes, I need so he basically 
finds out what the address is because he gets one of the videotapes of Marshall. He has a return address, goes to the site. These bodies are found. Yes, I need to report an anonymous tip. Who do I talk to? 911. Okay, this is regarding what? Caller. This is regarding a mass suicide and I have the address. And 911 just goes, okay. And it goes from there. Um, so there's media frenzy. And weirdly, so the Hale-Bopp comet is named after the two founders. So do- poor Dr. Hale, his phone is ringing off the hook because this whole doctrine surrounds oh. us and this poor guy that's just, <laughs> you know, discovering comets. Everyone's like, what's your commentary about Heaven's Gate? Did you have any involvement with them? Da, da, da. And he finally has to come out and make this statement. And it's really eloquent and really well done. But the gist of it is like, fuck off. I'm a scientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing yeah. to do with this. Yeah. Um, Final question. We come back to capitalism. They were living in a mansion. None of them were employed. None of them were on the books at all. They were paying $7,000 a month in cash to pay for this mansion. So your final question is, how did Heaven's Gate make money? How do you fund a cult? Mm. How do you fund a cult? What was it? All the people online? Is it crowdfunding? Oh, like crowdfunding? Yeah. That's a good guess. Good guess. That's a really good guess. Yeah. Uh, were they selling? Well, I don't. Yeah, I didn't quite know what kind of place it was, but were they growing their own vegetables or something? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think they were really self sufficient in that way. Yeah, yeah. But they had to come up with this cash too. Oh, gosh, is it just like? Isn't it? Hint: They were all nerds. What were they? What service were they providing? They want IT support. (laughs) Basically, yeah, they built websites. Oh, no. Oh, my God. They built websites and they ran a really successful business doing this. (gasps) And the business name, just to end on a lighter note, was called Higher Source. Oh, wow. They did have a sense of humor about it. They did. They did. So interesting case. Very dark, I know. But it was yeah. it was fascinating to go back through it because, again, like being young in the 90s, I just remember sort of flashes of like, oh, this is crazy. Oh, this is so creepy. Da, da, da. I had no idea that it had started so far back that there was this woman who ran off from her family. So, yeah, just sort of an interesting story. But here's to the Internet because it only leads to good things. Good it really connects <laughs> like-minded people, doesn't it? It connects yeah. like-minded yes. people. It is good for language. I can I can end with that. People yeah, there's, think a, it's, there's yeah, an down, But it's not, yeah. So if you're a Bavarian Morris dancer, you can find other Bavarian Morris dancers to hang out with. So that's a good thing. <laughs> not that I am one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they've all got their own be? language and their own. There's loads of little dialects emerging online. Um, they probably yeah, have one as well. Yeah, all the state, shorthand but. and everything. Yeah. Oh, the but also, languages. like now, if you had the kind of personality the way you were like i think we need a cult you could actually you know just look on youtube and watch some therapy videos <laughs> maybe you wouldn't yeah. need that cult there's a lot more but they are cults some of them aren't they the sort of the youtuber yeah. cults um Ooh. i guess yeah cults can be can be good can they <laughs> a cult can be a cult can i be love cult. the effort to yes. make it positive it's good you find the sunny podcast it's all right status is a good thing isn't it if you say to someone oh you've got cult status i mean yes if you that's the it. other use of cult isn't it you're like yeah. you're not too mainstream you're just yes, it means you're, you're quirky. like you're still edgy drunk women solving crime hey guys it's time for another patron shout out you can join in on the fun and help us to make the podcast at patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime alexa are you gonna remind me There are no reminders scheduled. Oh, shit. I'm reminding you. Shout out the awesome Rebecca Hours and the amazing Martha Barnard. There she goes. I'm reminding you. Shout out the awesome Rebecca Hours and the amazing Martha Barnard. Alexa, thank you. You're welcome. So we always finish with the listener crime. We got this a few weeks ago. As a 10-year-old girl, I was doing the usual walk home from school through the quiet Australian suburbs with my best friend when we were approached by a stranger. The middle-aged man was distressed as he explained that there was a bird in his front yard two streets away that seemed injured and he needed us girls to hurry over and help. 
The man had an American accent, so he had obviously been overwhelmed by our Australian fauna. Thankfully, I had a beach towel in my bag, so knowing I could catch the bird with it, we diligently followed the stranger two streets away. When we got to his house, sure enough, there was a little rainbow lorikeet sitting on his garden path, so I threw my towel over it, picked it up, and told the man not to worry, because we'd take care of the bird. He then just watched us as we walked away. When I got home, I just told my mom, who happened to be a police officer, that I simply found the bird on the way home. It didn't look obviously hurt, but seemed to be in shock, so she called an injured wildlife hotline and the bird was picked up the next day. I never gave it a second thought until recently when someone asked if I had ever had a stranger danger moment. So, drunk women, was I in any real danger or did an American man really go walking along the streets of suburbia, innocently looking for children to help with his bird situation? Please help. This comes from Jazz Quirk from Central Coast, Australia. Mm. Well, 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 I think if it was my daughter, I would have been like, what? Yeah, so... Yeah. Yes. So it's hard to be objective, isn't it? But on the other hand, he could have been entirely innocuous and innocent and perhaps yeah. not too sophisticated. That's the thing, isn't it? Because it's like, he might be completely innocent. and Yes, not but, all men, etc. Hashtag not all men, but also, <laughs> is he oblivious of, of, you know, the, the world that he lives in and how yeah, that might true. look? Or I mean, is he like, very... well, I'm American and they're Australian and we're in Australia, so they have higher status than me because they understand all about the birds and I don't. Yeah. So if there was other, any other people on the street, if there was kind of like a man with like big burly right. bird catching arms, like the walking on the other side of the road. The first choice. And they, well, you know, you know. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like he's got really good eyesight and is very brave. Yeah. Um, that and then weird, yeah. Yeah, but and then yeah, if you go to the girls' dance, but how old were they? Were they? They were ten. ten. They were ten. ten. Okay, yeah, they were I mean, ten. And she said this was two thousand three, so it's not like this was you know no, the carefree days of nineteen fifty-four. Okay. You know what I mean? Not that yeah. shit didn't go down then, but you know what I mean. Do you know what I find really interesting about this story is that when she got home, she didn't tell her mum the truth. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's why I think if that's what I mean. I think as a mother, you would be immediately. I can't huh. believe you did that. So she does know something. Well, I I feel like would... there. I feel like there's just a gut sense that we all have, and that she was listening to it, but maybe it just didn't quite add up. Yeah. But it did because she made that choice, and that she was a police officer. Yeah, yeah. That she withheld it. And mm. children so often think, well, maybe I've done something wrong when something bad happens. And I just, I just found yeah. that bit. If that bit hadn't been in there, I might have been like, yeah, weird American, you know, yeah. Australian kids know what to do with these crazy birds. But also that the bird didn't seem to be injured. Yeah, I agree. That that was the other. Was the only other yes. thing for me is that yeah, it was that a pretext. It was a completely fine bird that he'd possibly lured in with some yeah. food. Yeah. So just to get to just just go over the bit again where where they were taking the bird from him so yeah so it says um <laughs> i went to the wrong part i'm like they all wore matching outfits nike trainers <laughs> no the man had an american accent so he'd obviously been overwhelmed by our australian fauna thankfully i had a beach towel in my bag okay when we got to his house sure enough there was a little rainbow lorikeet sitting on his garden path so I threw my towel over it, picked it up, and told the man not to worry because we'd take care of the bird. And then he just watched as we walked away. Okay, do you know what? Mm, okay, it wasn't my... inside. He didn't mm. bring it inside. Mm. My, my thought now is he was a predator oh. and he wasn't reckoning on this girl being super confident and knowledgeable. So she's like, I've got this. Uh, I've got maybe. a towel. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. So she does all the proper things. Yeah. And then he just then watches her like, yeah, yeah, she gets there. He's like, oh, okay, I've, I've, I've approached someone yeah. too confident. I need to find a, a vulnerable yeah. crying child for my hideous crimes. But then crimes. the bird wasn't inside. So how did he yeah, keep it, it outside? I he put still. peanut butter on his path or but something. He could have <laughs> had a whole story as to, you know, can you, let's bring it inside or something. Um, yeah. 
I oh, think maybe. basically what he did was stupid. I think we can agree on that, can't we? It was yeah. a bit stupid. Like, I, yeah, I've I've gone from oh maybe he's just innocent to predator. I'm, yeah, I'm, I was afraid, drunk women, that we might land on this conclusion. I was like, maybe we'll just. I see really the... tried not I know, to because I feel I sorry for men. It's not it's their so fault why. that no, some I of mean, them are. I just when I terrible. say stupid, I mean just sort I... of like naive. Then maybe. That's the kind of reading of it. The, the, yeah, the if best it, reading is naive. Na- the best reading is naive. The worst is Predator. That yeah. he was naive to be like, hey, kids. Susie, we have just enough time to ask, uh, what are you up to? Where can we find you? Is there anything <laughs> that you would like to plug? For goodness sakes, oh. tell us. No, honestly, I just, I, I always, I kind of, I always find the kind of quid pro quo things just slightly embarrassing. So honestly, <laughs> it's been a real pleasure for me. Um Aww. If anyone, I mean, I've yeah, I've got stuff on my Twitter feed that I'm doing, but honestly, it was really fun, and I'm worried, Taylor, because when I said he was obviously stupid, you looked really startled. So, I think I'm, I'm, I'm. No, of... it's because I heard a pan clanging in my kitchen. Oh. My husband, my husband's <laughs> on a business trip. My eight-year-old is somewhere, and I've Making just pancakes. adopted a greyhound, so I'm not sure who oh, caused the okay. clang. So that was me going. That, that makes me feel better. <laughs> oh, I love that Susie thought she like caused the clang. I, know. <laughs> I always think I cause the so we can find you on Twitter and find out what you're up to. Yeah, just lo- lots of lovely fun things. So it's been a real pleasure. I honestly don't the want to think The pleasure was all ours. Thank you for telling us the origin of the word cult. If you took nothing else away, now you know where the word came from. Oh. Thank you so much, Susie Den. It's been a real Susie. honor having you on our podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.